Hi guys, today we're chatting to the extremely talented Giorgio Savides, the founder and MD of the Hip Hop Orchestra. By combining old school and current hip hop with an orchestrated band, the Hip Hop Orchestra have created their own original sound, which has seen them perform at the likes of the Ministry of Sound, the O2, the Jazz Cafe and XOYO. Amongst this, Giorgio has given his own TED talk about the Hip Hop Orchestra, worked with artists like Lethal Bizzle and Logic, have signed to a major award-winning agency and most recently appeared in Britain's Got Talent. Giorgio, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on. Thanks, Thanks for having me today, on. guys. Thank Thanks you. for coming, Thanks man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. It's been a while to... Uh, I know. It's been a while. for a while. We've finally <laughs> been, been one. finally in. You're one of the busiest men I've ever oh, spoken to. Right, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> nah, it's good. It's good to have you on, man. We just want to... Thanks for having me. So how long has the hip hop orchestra been going for now? Because gone on for, for six years now. So since April, it's been six years now. And six like years. you say, we've got like loads of bits as well. We're with like Lady Leisha as well, and Lethal Bizzle, and Mike Righteous as well. One of them as well, and BBC One Extra, Eighty Trace, that made a little studios and loads yeah. of other bits as well. So, so much in that six years, you've grown yeah, massively, massively, man. Like yeah. working with like several different people at the yeah, same yeah. time, and major people and major companies, and getting amazing feedback. Yeah. It's just one of the best things ever. So how did you how did you start it off like six years ago? What was your reason to start it off? I actually started it with the intentions of changing perceptions of both classical and hip-hop music. So you and love I, both? Yeah, I love both at the same time. Uh, trained classically as a musician myself right. since I was 11. Oh, so you tr- oh, right, okay. Yeah, so I'm a classically trained musician myself. Um, but I've always wanted to sort of hear certain hip-hop tracks performed live by an orchestra as well at the same okay. time. Um, because that, that was... Like, uh, a couple of times I saw... Like, only rarely I saw... But I think uh, Kanye did it yeah. once like with yeah. the orchestra. I think he played like... It might have been... Uh, His first album, I think it was, wasn't was it? it? Was it late registration? Late registration, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one off, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's um, yeah, yeah, the one off. Cause I thought, so like, no one else was doing it on yeah, sort of regular yeah. basis. I thought that'd be a stick idea to myself. Yeah, yeah. And then, so literally, I put the word out to a couple of wicked places like SBTV and Complex Mag. They put out the word out within a few weeks. I had a free rehearsal space, a wow. group of musicians, and people were already getting in contact with us. So things were mad like, from the get go. Really? So, so it just, yeah. just literally just took off? Like. Yes, yeah, so within a few weeks, had like everything in place. That's so had like crazy. a company from, had workers with a company called Somewhere Too who got us a free space. Unfortunately, not around anymore, but they got us a free space, had loads of musicians on board as well. And how did, how did, So how did you um, get that orchestra together then at the start? Yeah, so basically what I did was I looked for things that I needed for the company, say like rehearsal space and stuff. Yeah. I saw that companies who were helping people out like me who were starting off like their own new companies and Found this company, like I said a minute ago, called Somewhere Too, who help up and coming businesses and projects and so forth to get running basically. Right. And so I met up with one of the a guy called Joe, Joe, who um, I met up at a business networking event, told him what we we're doing, met up with him the following week, and he helped me put the package together. So, like, this is what you're doing, sounds brilliant. Do you have to pay for that? No, it's actually free at the time, yeah. yeah. So, I met up with him, goes, like, do this, let's reword it, package it in a better way. I'll help put it out. We've got loads of good contacts as well, he says. Yeah. So he put the word out, I put the word out, sent this package to other people at SBTV as well, and the people they put on their website. And So SBTV, is that, that's like a, a music Yeah, so basically Jamal like, yeah. yeah. So uh, they put the word out as well, these big places. And like I was saying a minute ago, and I also won an award actually through Virgin as well at the same time. So with, even before starting the project officially, as I was, put, as I was putting it together, Virgin found out who we were and Gave me a, gave me, gave me so an award. Basically, you heard what the concept was. Yeah. And then you got an award for it. Yeah, so basically, yeah, but before, like, before you did anything. Yeah, like, I'm cheers. Basically, I, I, in the middle of that, I setting it up. To come back from work, I get a tweet from Virgin saying, Congratulations to Georgia for winning the award. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> 
I thought, I thought it was fake because I thought yeah, it was fake yeah, yeah, yeah. I checked it out checked it out I was like I'd be like thousands of other people as well I was like raw that's yeah, sick yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's called the impatience of the virtue awards so that gives people like who are working hard and achieving great things in a short amount of time oh, right. so they saw what I was doing sort of commented loved it gave me a 500 pound bursary oh, nice. put the word out and they tried actually filming with me at the same time but because of like severe weather conditions and the rest of it just never really worked out but since then things have just taken off madly so was you doing that full time or was you yeah I, I was a teacher at the same time as well so I was teaching technically stuff at the same time and just doing various things at the same time so I'm always talking how my what things was you uh, music, sports, off school right. clubs as well, birthday parties as well. So okay. literally everywhere at the, at the same time. So um, but seeing this happened, things have taken off. The last, I think, the last couple of years is where it's really taken really off. Really, yeah. Which we, we yeah. kind of noticing, yeah, yeah. Kind of following your, your journey on Insta and, yeah, and working whatnot, with big artists. Yeah, yeah, but definitely yeah. like out the blue. Yeah, how's the biggest one so far? Him and her, him and Lady Leisha as well. Yeah, they're two big biggest ones. But the funny thing was as well, actually, we actually broke up about two, three years ago, and. Literally a week after, BBC One actually got in contact with me. So why did you break up? Because uh, like, people had work at the time, we right. couldn't really commit anymore, and people had yeah. full-time jobs, and yeah. couldn't really do it no more. So I thought, look, I can't do it no more either. Ah, right. My lot can't do it anymore. And it's so hard, like, getting new people down all the time yeah, who are yeah, that yeah, committed sure. and dedicated like I am. So at that time, about three years ago, two, three years ago, we broke up. And literally a week later, BBC One actually got in contact with wow. Meg. We love your stuff. Can you do this event in two weeks? It's like, uh... Uh, yeah, just give me a sec, one sec. Yeah, yeah. Takes my guys, yeah, we're back together, yeah, we sick. Got everyone back together. That, time, that timing is perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's, time. That's, that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, like we broke up for about a week and that was it. And right. then, um, got well, my, once they heard that Capital Extra was involved, they probably it. were like bang on it again. So. Exactly, because things were like getting delayed all the time and things weren't work, really working out that well and broke up, they got in contact with me. Then soon after that, did a TED talk a few months after. Yeah, we'll get onto the TED talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that year was just. They started point again, like rebooted everything, and it's been busy ever since then, really. Because we'll speak about the hip hop because yeah. obviously that's your that's your baby. Mm. But like you said, you're classically trained in music. Yeah. Was that was it from eleven years old? You said yeah. So I've self taught before that since the age of about five. So how did you, so how did you because how did you get into music when you were like five, and then you realise no. you obviously realise you love it, but then how do you realise you got a talent for it? You take it on to like well, that's the thing. I didn't know I had a talent until my parents kind of like forced me not forced me into it, but they did. They, they kind of like um, encouraged you to encourage yeah, you yeah, do it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was like five, six years old, like pick a song off the radio and just, even got cassette tapes back in the day and yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Just picking up by had a keyboard there, picked it up, learned it within a few seconds. Self taught, self taught. You just listened to it, played it within a matter of time, and mum and dad like you've actually got a natural talent yeah. in this push it so like, several years later I started having like proper piano lessons and did all my grades but doing my grades I hated doing them because they're like they're so restricted into what you have yeah, to learn and you like learn skills do your piece do your theory do your singing like, especially what? yeah especially if you're self-taught as well yeah. obviously like you, your own kind of like flair comes out when you, exactly, when you teach yeah. yourself but when someone tries to tell you exactly what to do yeah I try to do my own little bits with it as well at the same time having like how my piece is there yeah. but I had my own little flair to it like you said my, my teacher like no don't add that you might get yeah. bad habits and like, force it like, just like oh come on man I find, I find that's the case with a lot of education not yeah. just music mm. that's, that's why like, it's just schools in general in general like you you're scared to like make a mistake yeah. it's yeah. like driving isn't it when you take your driving test they say like <laughs> yeah. drive 10 and 2 and like, doesn't even help yeah. you, know, you can't even overlap your hands yeah. no one drives like that no one does <laughs> If I get into the habits exactly. after, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what make that's what makes it like I'm not a good driver, but like that's what makes it original, like yeah. like music or anything. Yeah, like, yeah. I think. and that's why I feel so sad now. 
that they're cutting down art and music big time in schools now because mm. me as a teacher I like to do things differently like I'll take the curriculum for instance I like change up make it fun just to teach now then? yeah different yeah, schools yeah. and so yeah. forth mainly private work now yeah. but like I got, got maybe done in my last job yeah. kind of budget cuts but mm. with me like I like to make things fun and education and do it in ways that the kids will understand it people my age younger, older whatever take what's there and make it so it's adapted to other people how they understand it make it fun and easy yeah. to understand and even like people at my school like don't, don't do it that way. Don't make it so fun. Yeah. So they're they making the they're making the curriculum like really boring then. Yeah, not, not kind in a way. Yeah, but it's trying to make it thing like sort of like strict and regimented. Right. Like do it this way, do it that way. Don't make yeah. it fun. Do it this way. Like come yeah, on, yeah, the issue, the issue fun subject. Like let's change yeah. up a little bit, and make it fun. And the issue about music and art and anything creative like that in schools is yeah. not take. It should be taken seriously. Yeah. Like it's not is it's it as not. a subject like. It's like maths, English, science, and if you're not good at them, you're you're kind of deemed as not intelligent. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that's just obviously you like yourself, your intelligence yeah. in music, and yeah. you've done with it. Yeah, because people don't realise that music and maths, for instance, go hand in hand. Like, for instance, when you're doing music, for instance, you've got to count and divide yeah. music beats and music and counting your head like one, two, three, four, and like, that goes into that, and that goes into yeah. that. You're counting and dividing and multiplying beats, and people don't understand that music and maths, and even other things like social skills, English skills, are multiplied amazingly the music so did that help you then at school like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm distracted myself like oh, right. dyspraxic so music was when I kind of get away from everything amazing yeah like, you know, like music helped me through math as well but everything else I was, just, I was the worst guy <laughs> yeah I've got no coordination I can't yeah. speak properly I can't memorise nothing but with music I can memorise loads of things and pick things up and for them, for them to cut down art and music big time in schools now and education is yeah. such a sad thing to see now yeah. it's, just, it's like I remember when I was at school and they trying to teach you about like geography and like how many layers of earth is underneath yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I just care, give a shit about how many layers. Yeah. That's the thing, like, someone, that, someone might find that interesting. That's fine. Like, geography is a, a subject they can do. But yeah. if, if you like sport, for example, it should still be the same weight yeah. subject or like mm. the same with music. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to lose like, kids are just going to think they're not smart. Yeah, exactly. Because they're not good at maths. But they might be talented in something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see that that's a lot really of kids. weird. That, when I first taught like, hundreds of kids and like you said, like some kids might be wicked at geography or science yeah, or maths, yeah. whatever, but not good at other things. And as a teacher, you've got to help them and encourage them and take them to that next level. Look, mm. you can do this. Don't be hard, so hard on yeah. yourself. Mm. Well, it's good it, that you're doing that as well. Yeah, because like, I love to inspire people and they need that inspiration and work with kids and they, they get frustrated really easily. Yeah. You know, teenagers as well and young adults. And you've got to say, like, even the best people struggle when mm. they practice. They practice for hours on end yeah. on one little bit. Yeah. I look at footballers, Messi, Ronaldo, whatever. They're like, you don't, you don't see what we do behind the scenes. Yeah. You see, like, oh, on the service we're working, whatever. But you don't see the struggle, the mm. hassle, where they, the hard work, the hard work that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. I've had injury from over practicing, and I've cried, I've failed so many times. Yeah. But you lot don't see that. No, nah, of course you not. Don't you see, see the that. finished product, right? Exactly. You see the finished product. People come up to go, you got to work harder. You got to work hard. Like, do you know what I got to yeah. do? I could work like five, practice five, six hours a day, plus do my emails, by organising, talk to my lot and the rest of it. And there's a lot of politics as well, which we'll talk about a bit later on, but yeah. like, it's basically with BGT, but yeah. things like there's a lot of politics that have gone behind the scenes and people trying to change who you are, change, change your name, who you, yeah. what you've done. So has that, that been your biggest challenge so far with Yeah, it's just politics basically. Yeah, it's like one of the things I find hard, you know, the guys who work with the wicked, is one thing is organising, which is very really, really difficult. And so many of them as well. Like, exactly, yeah. So if one can't do it, like I know so many people, but I can like, hopefully get cover for something else. Or right. that's one of the struggles is just organising things. Do you people. find it hard working with creative people? Like because they might have, not not so much like be egotistic, but yeah. like 
because they, they are creative they're kind yeah. of like very confident in themselves yeah. so they kind well, of I think to, well I don't need to wait for you yeah no, what I've, I've worked with people like that in the past who yeah. like they, they want to work with me but then the minute they yeah. come in like I don't like hip hop I don't like yeah. even like why do you want to work with us for then yeah. take on to a steak restaurant I don't like steak yeah, yeah, yeah. why go in there for yeah. them you need people with the same passion as you George. exactly like, that's why you've got to take the time if you work with a team you've got to find people that are yeah, hard. Level. yeah, yeah it's hard. very hard but it's worth the extra effort finding people that are on the same level as you and dedicated as you and I, I've, I've kind of people I work with as family because we're on, on that level with such lovely people such super talented dedicated mm. and, and we're honest with each other as well we, we talk about ideas or whatever we're not scared to say that that doesn't work yeah, that doesn't 100%. work well this works Let's try this. Like, cool. Let's talk. Let's try it out. And it's worth that extra effort. If and work that you don't get on with, or mm. just makes things so much more stressful yeah. as well. You don't need that. Cause like you said a minute ago, so many, so many of us now over thirty plus people. Yes. Are more, yeah. yeah. So obviously we, we cut it down a bit for for certain events and stuff, or to make it yeah. easier. But work is only be for people. You need that. Do people get annoyed when they get cut or not? No, like, I understand, like, obviously we can't, if, if they don't get back to me by a certain time, I get someone else involved. Right. I, I let my people know as well, like, if you don't get back to me, say, Friday, for instance, I'll yeah. have to get someone else. Right. And you've got, as you're sort of, the, I don't like to say leader, but as a kind of head of the thing, cool. for instance, well, yeah, yeah. You manage it, manage right, it right, yeah. yeah. Kind of an MD of the whole yeah. thing, but make sure, look, if you don't get back to me by a certain time, I've got to get someone else, as simple as that. And the minute you say, if you don't get back to me, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready with you. Like, oh, I can do it, I can do it now, I can do it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, why would you the text is yet? Why can't you get back to me? But that's a lot of things that yeah, I want to yeah, deal with. Yeah, so yeah. it's very difficult, but it's so worth it in the end. Mm. So you mentioned um, Britain's Got Talent mm. before. Um, you were on yeah. it, like, very, what was it? Very well, I don't know when you recorded, but yeah. it was on TV very recently. Yeah. Uh, tell us about Britain's Got Talent. You said it was a bit bit political yeah um, so basically they've been approached for the last what six seven years now to go on the show oh they actually approached you then yeah, it, wasn't you, it wasn't you signing up no of. like they approached us for the while last i think six seven years now even before oh, we wow. started officially yeah and we kept saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, we kept saying like, no no for, for different reasons we kept saying no because like things were going so well for us and we had other big offers at the same time look we don't want to do it like, things are going well we don't it's not really the right time for us mm. But then things were going really well for us again, and we thought the time was perfect for to actually go on the show again this year, well, not again, but for the first time. But I said to Louis, if we're going to be on the show, I want to talk to your hires because last time we tried to talk, apply for the show, you missed us about big time, which is what happened. We, we basically we applied to go on the show two years ago, they approached us again. Right, okay. And we feel like, forget it, we'll go on the show and contract will be involved, so like good contract, like. If that's, if that's what they're offering us, then yeah. we might as well just do it. It's, it's actually amazing and did everything perfectly. Send the videos in. We basically, basically had to sort of send an audition tape beforehand. Yeah. Like, right. video. So when you say what they were offering you, is that obviously the prize of winning? Yeah, like, well, well, well this is why I talk about politics behind the scenes stuff. Because yeah. I realised, like, we got offered a contract to go to the streets of the semi-finals, basically, back then, like, two, three years ago. What? Well, so again, you... Yeah, basically, it's like, <laughs> this is what people don't realise. Like, it's like... So they already know yeah, who's going to get to the semi-final. This happened, but yeah, about three years ago. And they and tell everyone to vote in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife to stop voting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, no, I'm not going to say, man. I'm going to stop voting right now. So okay. tell, us, yeah, tell us about that, because we're yeah. going to expose Simon Cowell right now. Get him on the podcast. He has to explain it to him. Yeah, well, I'm exposing BGT now. But basically, like, two, three years ago, we finally gave in, like, let's just try it. It's what... 
Uh, we went well through the agents we signed up with. They got us a gig there. Look, this is what they're offering. You know, is that like, the agency you're with now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually left a little oh, while ago. Actually, they don't want anymore. Yeah. But um, they got us a gig there. Look, saying this is what they offer you, like X amount, thousands of pounds per performance, straight wow. to the finals. I was like, right, okay. Spoke to my team, got together, had a little meeting with them. Like, Look, this is what they're offering us. Basically, straight to the SMEs plus this per performance. And they're like, that'd be our sort. They're like, okay, well, if, they, if that's what they're offering us, we might as well just do it then. Yeah. What's, 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 it, what's, what's to miss out on? So we did it. So I spoke to them, we'll do it, we'll we'll do it, no problem. Okay, cool. Sending in like a sort of pre audition video to skip the sort of pre audition live performance yeah. to go to the main stage itself. Did that all in good time, sent in by the, the deadline. And then the woman who we're dealing with sent our video in way too late. She ended up getting fired from a position, oh, man, and good. we didn't get nowhere with that. I was like, okay, that's great. So yeah. that had the She didn't but, make it that year then, because no, of that. So that because of that. So I was yeah. like, okay, great. So then mm-hmm. when they approached again uh, late last year, I said, okay, if we're going to do it, I want to talk to your hires because mm-hmm. this is what happened last time. Did it okay? No problem. We stood up, had a meeting with about two, three weeks later with the one of the series producers and the head of Psycho Records as well. And I basically put them on the spot and said, look, this is what happened last time. Don't let that happen again. Because yeah. it's what happened. we've messed it about. Also, all that hard work for nothing. Um, and they said, look, we love your stuff. You guys are brilliant. We actually want you to expand your size now. We want the choir, more musicians, da da da. So we went from like seven members to 30 plus members in less than in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So September, October time was when we brought everyone together, put the music together send over to them, they loved it. Yeah. And they literally, before the end of the year, when it was snowing and stuff here in London, obviously big time, that's when they said, look, we can't actually use this track. Like, well, for our last rehearsal of the year, they said, we actually can't use this track here now because of copyright reasons. Mm. I was like, so that's even more rearranging. <laughs> so literally, scored out within half an hour, put it all together, and getting that many people within a couple of weeks, it's yeah. mad, I was at meetings, on for meetings, so we went from 70 to 30 plus people in a couple of weeks new music in, a few, in the same time as well, getting new spaces, getting new people to record us as well at the same time and film us and send it in, go back and forth from BGT to my guys, my guys to back to BGT. Yeah. So I was like the middle man between both of them and... That's crazy. Crazy, man. That tip period was just immense. I was not sleeping, I was, I was stressing the hell out. I was yeah. like bagged on bags upon bags upon <laughs> bags. And that's what people don't realise, I was saying earlier, that's what people don't realise is how much work I had to do because mm. I was... I was full-time working as well at the same time not yeah. full-time but a lot of private work and doing that at the same time and it was just crazy man crazy so that's when you actually so when you actually got onto the show because you yeah so got to the show itself we did the show end of january january 28th yeah. at the palladium all right and it was amazing quite like it wasn't an amazing experience yeah. just to go on that stage live in front of people and get that reaction was amazing yeah. but talk about politics though a lot of things happened on the day one of the things that really annoyed me was during our soundship, which went brilliantly, by the way, um, one of the, I don't know who he was, was a producer or something with the show, came up to me, goes, hi George, it's like, hi, how can I help? He goes, all right, would you mind changing your name to the London Orchestra? But then, no. after the performance, would you mind taking it back to Hip Hop Orchestra? I said, no, why would I do that for? He actually changed the name. On the day. Why would that be? What was his reason for that? I said, why would I do that for? So it's like, it's like, it's like me saying to you, hi, my name's Pete. Actually, no, my, mate, my name's George, actually. But as soon as you said the hip hop part, like, yeah, basically you're just another bloody orchestra. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. Like, so weird. Like, even leading up to it as well, like, I'm, 
okay, would you mind wearing like robes during the performance and then taking them off halfway through? And then would you mind like <laughs> all the stands and doing all this stuff? I'd like. And you, well, refu- you refused? Loads of stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why they kind of messed us about too much yeah. because would you mind like changing the music, having this bit longer out and then wearing robes and taking them off halfway through? And <laughs> would you mind having them from the back of the stage? And it's like. But like, by changing your name. That's that's that doesn't the, benefit you in any way or any other act. That's what I mean because it's so you're trying to get a little bit of like uh, popularity yeah, yeah. You know, outside of BGT. Yeah. By by then, like if people pick up the name our oh, London Orchestra, then they're yeah. going to be like you say on but, Instagram or yeah, 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 yeah that's what I mean. They're not going to find you. But yeah, what, but they're also that even work. They're also going to lose such a, a massive fan base. That's like, what I mean. I'll yeah. to the hip hop orchestra. I probably won't listen to the London. Yeah, I'll have no idea what you play. Exactly, because that's what that's what gets people's attention straight. Like hip hop orchestra. What what is that? Wow. Because you want to get people's attention straight away, right? So straight away, it's like, why would I do that for? Because oh, it's just for the. Like a surprise element. It's like, no, mate, yeah, I can't do that, man. Sorry, I can't do that. That's bullshit, man. Sorry. Because, all right, cool, fair enough. No worries. Carried on. Sound went brilliantly. Da, da, da. Only thing I told him was, look, turn the choir up. That's all we need. That everything else is perfect sound-wise. Maybe the empty just a little bit more as well. Just turn the choir up. Everything else is perfect. No yeah, sure thing. No worries. We do that. No worries. We must have told him about myself and the choir girls as well. Look, turn us up. We can't hear ourselves. I stood back. I couldn't hear them anywhere. Then we came to the performance itself. They brought out less equipment for us. Was this was this oh. the um, first performance? This is the actual performance itself. The, the main oh, performance the, itself. So the was perfect. Apart from the look, turn the choir. That's fine. Yeah, no one, no one will do that. No worries. Um, went back, spent the day doing my bit interviews and the rest of it, and came back about quarter to eight, eight o'clock to the performance. They brought out less microphones, less Ooh. equipment for us. Mm, that's ridiculous. And. The performance so what you saw on tv was like a much shorter crap version basically yeah really yeah like you, you didn't see nowhere near what it should have been and they like. didn't tell you what the edit of the no. show would be yeah. i didn't know it was going to be on until like the day before so there's look what you saw was like a much shorter yeah. version the volumes were all over the place and right. you saw it was nowhere near as good as it, as it was like the volume you shared and be shared on instagram that's what it should have sounded yeah, like so good that. thank you man yeah, yeah that's what it sounds like properly yeah that's what it sounded like during the soundtrack as well then it came to performance they messed us up messed you around. yeah big time and then it came to and then simon got i couldn't hear the choir mm. i was like oh my fucking god i told him that yeah. like oh my face going yeah you're so right should have told him man i yeah. wish i did i was like you but yeah, on my face, uh, on my face, going, yeah, you're so right. I'm just going, fucking short yeah. storm. I'm going to kill them all. But then, this, um, I can imagine like it's bit like that X Factor. Those shows just being yeah, completely yeah. Put, like just not behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. So much behind them, the scenes. Like they're just trying to shape it how they want it to be. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I know trying to mould who we were. Like yeah. you talked to us for like six, seven years. I know it's trying to change who we yeah. are. Yeah. I'm sitting like you don't. If you don't want us who we for who we are, get someone else. Yeah. So when you, when you when you applied, you you obviously explain yeah what the hip hop orchestra yeah. is. Like, so what did you like? You obviously told them what you're about. Like yeah. why you started it. Yeah. the music you do why you did it yeah that's why I said the meeting up with him as well so look I don't, I don't want to be messed about but like we did last time yeah. this is who we are take us for who we are because you've approached us again mm-hmm. don't try and change who we are this is our product yeah. please don't try and change it we change it obviously a lot to suit them that get more members and so forth gone from 7 to 30 plus in a matter of a few, for a few weeks which was bloody hard work plus getting the extra spaces film crew and the rest of it but think off of social media on that's fine oh my god yeah that helps but i think off my look as well because they helped us so much as well and mm-hmm. 
got a shout out to my mate um, Adam Kamenetsky actually helped out so much as well he helped a big extra people down as well and other people nice. down as well but yeah man it's just like but listen so it was a still like, no, a good experience amazing. for you guys really interesting like, yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world man like, like, did you get to meet Ant and Dick? Yeah, we spoke to him behind the scenes uh, as well, like backstage. I told him who we were, and I was like, they were like, wow, that's amazing, good luck with it. And they loved it as well. And what they, like, they seem like really nice guys. They were like, yeah. those lovely guys, man, and I loved them. I wanted to hug them off, though. Um, <laughs> There's one bit, though, like, um, we did a performance, and even even the film crew, I was like, God, you're actually better doing soundtrack. Yeah, that's, they, they even they admitted this. It's like, a shame, oh, but. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like, Keep getting let down though, innit? Like, yeah, like, that, that's that's your spur. You're on now, man. You should, like, no, yeah, we you know I mean, use that experience and just get get like like you said that video we shared. Yeah, sort of that sort of stuff. Just get that shared yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, like that was that's what we really sound like. Don't do sound stage performances so far. Then just getting ruined on the, on the last moment. Like, yeah, like, it's massive, like yeah. after all that as well. But look, we loved the experience. We all loved it, yeah. and we're seeing it for the world. So it's mm. it's happening now, and I'm happy. That's yeah, good. Yeah, we've um. We're talking about like why you started hip hop. Yeah, you obviously you did the TED talk. Yeah, the TEDx talk was it? Yeah, TEDx yeah. talk. Yeah. How, so because I I love TED and I watched yeah. like, watch, like, yeah. thousands of them, but like Same. the yeah. fact that you actually managed, you got the chance to do a TED talk. Yeah. Um, which I've seen, but like just tell like just tell the guys like, um, how it came about. Yeah. And like just you you like the way you kind of explain why you did it and stuff is really important yeah. because it kind of tells it says a lot about you yeah but also like the stuff that you're doing with the orchestra yeah so they, they after saying um, earlier that we did our obviously BBC One Extra stuff soon after that they approached us again to do the TED talk and oh, yeah right. I was like so wow came, came from BBC if yeah you know. so then I was obviously through social media as well like seeing our work and we got a big name for us even people like Sony were not know who we were in the midst of it um, but TED approached us look we've got a space available Want to give a talk? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, I want to give a talk. I remember like, a, a year before, I actually got the book How to Talk Like Ted. No way. I was like, I'm going to give a TED talk one day, literally a year later. I was like, I'm giving one. That's like, great. Whoa, that's mad. That's sick. That's crazy. So they focused us, um, we spoke about the day itself, like what it's about, what the sort of subjects were about. And I mentioned, we had, had a sort of meeting with all the TED talkers and I mentioned briefly what my talk what might be about. So I was talking about um, disabilities in the music and in right. life, but how to get over, overcome them. And I've got dyspraxia as well, like I said earlier, but it affects my everyday thing, like from talking to memory, coordination, yeah. and the rest of it. Yeah, I've achieved a lot of great things in my life. Amazing, man. Yeah. And I want to do that. I've talked about, like, fantastic, let's do, do that. And so leading up to our first sort of meeting together with the talkers and our mentors and so forth, did a talk, and with me, when I get really passionate about something I could talk about it for ages and ages and ages I was like <laughs> that's, good, that's good for us yeah, <laughs> yeah. I repeat myself a lot the last part of my distraction I repeat myself all the bloody time but so I spoke literally for like half an hour like yeah. hey, shut up basically we <laughs> <laughs> love it let's just take your main elements from your talk mm. or your disability with the music and talk about composers who have the same sort of problems as well like talking about Beethoven to Felix Mendelssohn to Mozart, they had obviously severe problems as well in their lives, uh, or these brain problems to disabilities to family issues and so forth. But yet, they're like they're the biggest geniuses we've ever known. Yeah. Like Mozart was spoke like fifteen languages. Fifteen. Wow. Like Felix Mendelssohn, I think, he basically became ill from getting an STD, basically, yeah. and um, his right arm became disabled. Right arm was when he became disabled. Wow. But because he was a show off, good looking guy, amazing musician, he wanted to show off and like compose just his left hand, stuff like that. I and didn't even know that. No, yeah, I so I think that like, like really unique uh, facts that no one really knew about. 
So I did that and spoke to my master and what I did by myself, what I've done, who we are and why we came, we came about and finished on that, did a performance. Saying that though, I actually had pneumonia at the same time as doing that oh talk. <laughs> so leading at that morning, I was throwing my guts up. I was like, oh my oh. God. Like, my mum was like, George, don't you dare go and do this. Don't you dare. Like, mum, you don't understand. He's dead. So literally, I looked like Michael Jackson's thriller by the end of it. I walked out, ran out, I was like, well, mum, I'm going, I'm going. I'm getting out there. I was going. So then I went down to South Croydon, took an hour and a half train journey there. I was yeah. like throwing up on the train as well oh, when the rest of it. Oh my God. Got there. Like education. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, this is never coming again. So yeah. like, it's Ted. Wicked. So I went down there. Got there like three hours later, obviously. I don't know what happened. It's like, sure, no way. Like, you're all right. You're all right. It's like, yeah. don't worry about it. Fine. I sweat, my, sweat and I'm like, what? Fine. Yeah. Get off. Let's get on with it. That's, yeah, that, that's really interesting, the, the disability in music. Yeah. Like, what, what did you touch on in the actual talk, though? Because... Like what point? Because obviously, someone listening to that yeah. who potentially has a disability, yeah, um, but loves music or loves like whatever their um, interests are, yeah. Um, what do you talk about? And that, yeah. that can really help someone, I think. Yeah, I basically spoke about the like the disabilities in their life, basically, and music, and how even the best have overcome them, yeah. and how I've overcome them as well. This is what I've done. This is how this is what they've done as well at the same time. Yeah. And if we, if we can do it, you can do it. Just yeah. learn from our mistakes, and don't worry about mistakes and mm. working a bit harder but like yeah. you have to in life like with me I've got to work twice as hard as everyone else does my life is hard just work through it alright I make mistakes all the time mm. take what take mistakes learn from them and move on Yeah. and if I can do it you can definitely do it yourself mm. and then did it made it quite funny at the same time joked about it as well and <laughs> Did performance, got a really great ovation from it and finished on that. That's but amazing. yeah, thank you. That's one of the highlights of my life actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, I did as well. I cannot believe you were doing a That's amazing. I can't believe it because I was the worst guy at school. No, not because of that. No, you don't expect someone like that you know. Yeah, exactly. Just to be on a stage in a TED talk. Yeah, with everyone's just like, yeah. I think a lot of people probably would have bottled that performance, not only because. It's nerve-wracking or whatever, and it's yeah. like a, obviously it's Ted, the word Ted in yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had pneumonia at the same time, yeah. so a lot of people would have been like, yeah, no, you're right, mate, I'm going to stay in bed. Yeah, yeah. There's no way he's missing that. Yeah. No, <laughs> it just goes to show your character. Yeah, does, I think, yeah. Cause I want to show people as well that obviously I'm, Ill, I'm really ill now. I didn't know I had pneumonia at the time, though, because I was going to like, doctors, like, I took several weeks off from work, like six weeks off from work mm. at the time, like five, six weeks leading up to it, and doctors and hospitals were like, oh, yeah, it's just a little... Chest infection, all but it's like why am I coughing on the phone up blood then? And this and that, night sweats, and not eating, and the rest of like it's can't be a chest infection. I've had chest infection before, it's not a chest infection. Mm. Yeah, it's fine, you would get over it in a couple of weeks, so, don't worry about it. Then after the TED talk, when I finally got, got over it, I, I went back to the hospital for like my final checkup, and they're going, Yeah, you had pneumonia. I was like, What, seven like, weeks later? Because like, they told me that. <laughs> That's dangerous, right? <laughs> yeah, I like, God, you. I got my family around me, like living yeah. with that, like, and like I could with my my family be walk more ill and the rest of it. Like my mum's best is not always like, got, got um, a few little things going on as well. But luckily she's better now. But yeah. I could be like my family ill and the rest yeah. of my family, you know, like your friends ill. Like you could have just told me that. Oh, but yeah, it's alright in the end. So with, um, with your music interests, so yeah. I, I I don't know a lot about classical yeah. music. I don't think Pet does either. But hip hop wise, yeah. obviously, who are your who are your um, influences 
in that genre. Yes, yeah, so uh, I, I, I went through, obviously, I'm a composer producer myself. I went through the form of production, obviously, way by herself. Yeah. Obviously, the obvious one, uh, Dre to Scott Storch. Yeah, sure. Um, but my favourite producer is obviously Timberland. Really? Could be really unique sounds. Yeah. And he's standing so far ahead of what everyone else is doing. I remember when, like, when he tracked me, brought Sexy back out. It's like, what the hell is that? You know, I love you, Tim, but that's terrible, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, several weeks later, like, okay, now I know what we're talking about. This is sick. But so I used to what? I used elements from all my favourite producers, like Ryan Leslie as well, Dre, Scott Storch, Timberland, and put them into all my own sort of unique way of producing and to the best elements and I found my own unique way of producing as well and yeah. I don't know if this one like Big Pun Big L Park Biggie all the obvious ones as well and so do you, is it only is it only um, kind of old school hip hop like, do you, what do you, how do you find like the the new hip hop now it's, are, you a, are you a fan or do you think nah, it's it's <laughs> lost like that yeah. no I still like Post Malone I love I love Post Malone yeah. uh, you got to go like sort of you got to find people that you got to find the four underground people that are still doing the yeah, old hip hop sounds because like, you worked with Logic didn't you yeah I with Logic not um, the American version but the UK version of Logic but um, he's obviously brought, uh, he brought yeah, as well yeah. but um, yeah he's obviously he's got, he talks about obviously really pretty he's very yeah, 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 he's so very he, lyrical man. yeah very yeah. cool so I love people that tell a story as well yeah. and I remember one with like, what really brought me into hip hop. I love hip hop from from back in the day. But yeah. I remember when I was heard um, more technique tune. Uh, was it Dance to the Devil? Yeah, Dance to the Devil. Yeah, I remember like, like that was yeah that hit me hard. That song. Yeah, it's like thirteen minutes long. <laughs> yeah, like, like one because like it was me that did. I was like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like if you can like, hold story with the music and lyrics and stuff like that. I love that. I want to tell a story with my music as well, and yeah. I've always loved that even with music and. I love soundtracks as well at the same time. Like, I'm a massive fan of film and game soundtracks. Right. right. Um, so I love putting that sort of soundtrack into my production composing as well. So I love mixing both at the same time. you did a bit of, uh, you did some soundtracks for a video game, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, like I put a little bit of that, but I, mainly the group that were doing the original soundtrack, they won a Grammy actually, Journey soundtracks. got a Journey. All right. The, the, the group, I got them at uh, these big um, events in the UK. They were, the soundtrack won the first and it was actually the first video game soundtrack that won a Grammy wow, and wow. people um, even it's slowly coming around now but when you mention like video game music like you think like Super Mario or Sonic and stuff like but now it's like full orchestral music and made, even people like Hans Zimmer who's my favourite ever composer right. and Brian Tyler and Christoph Beck these amazing composers they're going to games now and like in Call of Duty, there's like a billion people around the world playing at the same time now. So it's a massive market. Mm. And if you listen to the soundtracks from like games like Assassin's Creed to Journey to Bastion to loads of other ones. Is that, so, is that an avenue you want to try and yeah, go exactly. down? Yeah. I've always wanted to be a proper composer, film composer. Yeah. So that's my, always my dream. And to work with my guy, my orchestra, is just amazing. Hearing your music played live is yeah. it's one of the best feelings. You know what I mean? Do covers and a couple of visual tracks here and there is... Having people play your music, yeah, that's special. It's one of the best feelings ever. And honestly, I remember when I first started doing it, we did a sort of remake of Kanye West, amazing. Oh yeah. And the first rehearsal we did was literally a stripped back orchestral version of it, remixed it with like live strings, bass, piano, and stuff. And when I stood back, I always thought, "What to cry?" <laughs> like, yeah. that's you playing my music, man. I thought, not my music, but it's my music at the same time. If that makes sense, and. Your version of like, yeah, my version of like, yeah. yeah. And when we did the BBC One extra things, like work with like AJ Tracy and Jammer and so forth, 
with me, I don't, I'm, I'm not a big-headed person. I don't, I just go with the flow of things. I work hard and get on with it and go to the next thing. Yeah. I'm not like, oh yeah, I did, I did a TED talk. I did nah. a no. Like, no. I like humble with it. I, I like to remain humble with my work that I've done. I don't know, I've done, I've done this, I've done that, but. Yeah, you kind of use it just as another step. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, like, I've done you've been, it. You've been uh, chosen as one of the top five producers in yeah, the country. Yeah, so. I worked a few years back with like... You, are, you are up there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Like, I, think, yeah, I don't like looking at myself. I'm, I'm not like, oh, like, I'm a producer. Like, I know that I can always learn more. Yeah. And like I think with the BBC One Extra thing, like I'm making sure that everyone else is cool. BBC Lot were cool. We were all cool with like doing rehearsals and stuff. And yeah. at the time, our DJ at the time was, go on, George. He's like, yeah, what's up, man? You all right? He goes, here, come here for a sec. I like, what's up, man? He goes, all right. You see, because you see this lot here, this crew and people, they're all, they're all here for you. Oh, Think right. about that, man. Yeah. They're all here for you. Like, well, just chill. Like, take it all in. It's like, you know, I didn't have to think of that. <laughs> You're just making sure everything's <laughs> kind yeah. of yeah. 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 absorb it now and make the most of it now that's why I went like I went like an hour early just to walk around the studios and yeah. take it all in because I'm like I'm like that when I get experience to do something like really new and unique like I go like really early and take what I learned from it and I remember I went we did a session in the Made of All Studios once like really well known people like Eminem's been in Michael Jackson yeah. you know, like all these mixed bad people like look at the pictures like I'm going to be here yeah, like, yeah, yeah. crazy <laughs> and we went to the uh, before we went to the sort of Smaller studio, make it's big but small at the same time. That makes sense. Yeah. Went in there, did a session in there, but before I went in into the main room, I walked into the, the main hall where the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra do their performances and stuff for the rehearsals. Right. And I said to myself, like, I'm gonna actually gonna be in there one day. I said that to myself, and I'll tell you what happened in a minute. But just being able to perform at Made a Bell and adding that to my CV and yeah. doing that, working with people like Eddie Tracy Jammer, uh, Jeff and Janstead, who's a good friends of mine, and a couple of other people like Murky Ace and so forth. It's just an amazing country, yeah. man, and it's amazing. So we get good, good feedback from me as well. I see myself on TV again and the radio, like, what? That's actually me doing that. sick. So, but, you, so how did you, because so you, you mentioned those artists and you obviously work with Lethal Bizzle as well. Yeah. Is that like, because um, getting like hip hop and orchestra music, like, it's like the mainstream, that's yeah. obviously an amazing way of getting that yeah. exposure. How did you even get into work with Lee? Uh, Lee, Lee we actually, Lee? someone was looking for um, a string quartet for something, and I popped it out. We go, oh, how can I forget about you guys? So, literally, a few days later, we arranged a video, video shoot for his new video, um, well, his newest video at the time. So, he knew, did he know about you at the time? Uh, Bill didn't, but his manager did. One of them did, one of yeah. us knew about us. Because I think what happened in a minute while we kind of fell off a little while, um, but people in the industry not kind of knew who we were and they thought us, look, we've got to do a video shoot in a few weeks. He free for like, yeah, definitely. So to my guy, I've got a few people down. Shout out to Marianne, Maggie and Tanya, aka the grind violinist who smashed on that day as well. Watch out for them a lot as well, especially the grind violinist. What are they called? Um, a few of my musicians on the day as well, actually. Uh, Maggie, Maggie Snow, and Marianne, how and... Tanya Cracknell, okay. aka the Grime Violinist, she's wicked. I've worked with her since the beginning actually, she's coming out so much as well, and yeah, she's amazing. We'll get, we'll get yeah, we'll get on the show. Yeah, do it, <laughs> she's brilliant, man. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do, they're brilliant, man. All the guys I work with, every single one of them, they're like family to me, they're sort of lovely people, so sort of talented and so sort of dedicated, and 
just actually working with everyone I work with now. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the happiest I've been now for a long time. Glad to hear that, man. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Because everyone we work with, everyone I work with now, especially, I've said to begin with, I've always worked with amazing people who I'm still in contact with, but I think on a personal level, I think they're just finally getting there. Yeah, personality wise. Personality wise, we're all clicking now, we're family, we talk to each other, we're honest with each other. And the thing, but the reason why we kind of fell off for a while was soon after my TED talk, we got offered to do another big event with BBC again, but on a much bigger scale. So we, for the first thing we did with One Show, it was seven of us. Right. Um, yeah, and we were doing five videos, which were on the day as well, actually. We did five, they sent me the track list on Monday, did it all, all in by Friday, practiced them on the following Monday, and then recorded the same day, five tracks. But the following, after our TED talk, we got offered to do a massive gig with BBC again. Right. Only this time with a full, full, full orchestra, like 50 plus of us. Wow. Um, Working with people like Kate David, KTB, Miramasa, Master, Neo, and wait for one more person. And I actually quit my job to focus on that as well. That's amazing. Yeah, because... <laughs> I don't blame you. This is sick of it. Definitely was. I remember one crazy day was... I was like, meetings, for meetings, for meetings everywhere. Kings Cross, his shortage to his, went back yeah. home. Got a call from Rob, Rob Little John, one of my best, a really good close friend of mine, who's one of the main producers of and creators of One Extra itself. Right. Who was working at the time down there. Got George, come back to the studio. We've got something for you. <laughs> this is like several months later down the line, and um, went down. I was like, I'll call in about. I don't know. Just got home for meeting. I'll be there in about well, half an hour. So I got a kickle. Uh, went down there, picked up the confirmation contract. Basically, said, look, we're backing you now. It's, it's going through. It's officially going through. It's like. <gasps> And then we got an email like a following week saying, like, you got, we got your main artist, Craig David, on board as well. I was like, oh my, this is when he first like, came back, his first, when he came back, 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 he so literally all got confirmed, it was all happening, got my, all the regular artists, several months, like a year and a half of really hard work, it's going through, and talk about their made of hell space, we're actually going to be in that big space that I said to myself, we're going to be in, and then change of hands got delayed, so no problem, change of hands again got delayed and delayed, yeah. and talk about, not kind of, I don't want to say politics again, but the woman that kind of took over our project was known to be like it's not to be mm. bit difficult bit difficult so um to put it politely yeah. put it politely <laughs> yes because obviously we want, we'd love to work with the bbc again obviously if you can try to recently of course yeah 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 but i won't say any names obviously but the the person who took over at the time was known to be like that really yeah, yeah, yeah. unprofessional and she, she wanted people have been here for several years and she thinks she's like, she's right, now. Right, she's yeah. like oh my god yeah and she just dropped out of the blue she goes we're not doing it no more bye just, oh, just like that yeah well really literally like a year and a half of bloody hard work as well i quit my job and the rest of it and mm-hmm. um it was so close as well like you know, we've got your day got the venue got your artist got you we're filming it recording it and the rest is like everything that was actually in place yeah, wasn't just like i quit my job at the blue like first week of like hearing about it so i literally i waited for several like a year at least six months to a year to like to f- got yeah confirmed. so that's a shame yeah yeah, yeah and then yeah. got delayed 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 had a meeting with this one and she said a few bits and then a week later she goes no we're not doing it anymore bye and uh, my whole world just went black faces mm-hmm. like 
what the hell do I do with my life right now? Literally, I, I'd like my dream project to work on now. Yeah, yeah. And Terry taking away was just like, that's a finger like that. I was like, oh my God. So literally for months, I lost all inspiration for really? everything. Really? And like, because that's up to that point, even up to that point, we weren't doing much because I wanted to focus just on that project because it's such a in-depth, difficult project to work on. I was turning down like performances and this and that. Look, I can't, obviously for five personal and private reasons, I can't do your thing for the time being. Yeah. But down the line, obviously, if you get time to, we'll love to do it. Because no worries, no worries. And then, year and a half not doing any other side projects, just focus on this. You got dropped. You suddenly had like nothing at the time. Nothing, yeah. yeah. So literally, all our contacts we were in contact with kind of like fell off, and like, and then other people were coming through as well. Like, oh my god! So literally, I lost all inspiration for music at that time for the yeah. first time in my life. I was like, kind of went down a hole. Kind of yeah, thing. literally, I was like, what the hell do I do now? A lot of so what did you do to get out of it? Yeah, basically, I got a new job as a teacher at a much better school, actually. Yeah. Um, actually, near, near me, actually. Wicked school. And my love for education came back. You know, I love teaching myself my whole life. Yeah. I kind of fell off that a little bit. At the same yeah. time, I was like, I'm going to get my dream composing job now. Yeah. Like, this is what I really want to do. And I got a job at a really good school, and they inspired me as well. I was like, okay, this is where we can go down now. So since then, for the last couple of years, I've been trying to set up a business now where... Spilling out into different avenues now, so education nice. to performances, recordings, and so forth as well. Putting different package deals together. Great idea. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Then, and it's perfect time. There's a lot of things earlier about cutting down budgets in schools yeah. for arts yeah. and music. I think it's just a perfect time for us to come down now and inspire people and offer different package deals. Look, we could come down and teach, say for a term, for instance, a few weeks. And so, if you found someone who's like really talented yeah. say like a rapper yeah. young kid yeah. 18 years old wants to be a rapper yeah. like you know he's amazing yeah would you be able to get him into your studio and definitely like, yeah. push him forward or? definitely kind of, we're, we're always open for people like our doors are always, always open for talented people to come through you can always so. evolve into a label as well exactly yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. we're always open we've got a core member of people obviously but because yeah. obviously we've all got full time jobs as well or um, it's always good to have sort of backups just in case for future things, but we're always, I'd always always open for musicians, rappers, and singers, and so yeah. forth. We're actually doing an EP now as well, working on an EP now at the same time. Oh, so, amazing. Yeah. Mm. Looking forward to that Thank you. Out. It's really cool. All right. Um, so, I'll speak to you, a bit, keep going back to you, but I'll speak to you a little bit about hip-hop, a bit more yeah. about hip-hop. Um, with uh, like the current hip-hop now, do you think there's a, a gap at the moment, um, in the market for say like some like obviously you're, you're yeah. doing an EP now, but yeah. you think like from the, for the mainstream, yeah, I think there's a gap there for there's a big audience for it for like I think ra- like radio play and yeah. like albums etc. Can I clean bandits? So there's a similar yeah, sort of thing. Bandit, yeah, yeah, like that's sort of right. And they did a sort of similar thing. We were we were starting up, but I think the time's right now because we were obviously going for six years now. Similar sort of things are coming up, not on our level obviously, but. Similar sort of things are coming about now. Thinking we're actually the pioneers of this thing now, and I think the time's just right now for us to, for the orchestral hip hop to actually come out now. Trying to make a way yeah. into the market, yeah. And so that's why we're working so hard now yeah. to even harder than before now to get things oh, on even further out there as well, but like before. So what's the what's the next step for hip hop orchestra? Yeah, so we're gonna do the EP. We've got a performance in two weeks actually for Make Music Day as well. Same so business. Where, where's the performance? That's actually at the oh, top of my head. The Scoop near City Hall, uh, okay. Tower Bridge. 
So can, you, can, you, can you get tickets for it? Yeah, it's, it's open to anyone. So anyone okay. can come down and check it out. So no tickets, but it's like free events. Oh, right, so, yeah, so we're there 21st of July, Thursday, Thursday from 8 o'clock, we're performing down there, doing a little half an hour set. Oh, great. So down there doing um, EP as well, we mentioned a minute ago. Doing business, doing development programs, workshops and so yeah. forth as well. Got a documentary coming out as well at the same time now. Oh, wow. What's yeah. that going to be on? That's actually a lead up to um, BGT actually, so the sort of behind the scenes stuff of oh. how what we actually had to, had to do to do it. That shows like a short, short little snippet. So that, who shot that documentary? That's then? actually a company called Batch 13, a right. company that filmed us behind the scenes. Okay. Um, recently we also, what to say actually, we actually had a documentary called Sky Arts come out as well actually. We were part of um, Generation Grime, it was called. Yeah. So I actually talked about the Biddle shoot that showed our, our video shoot on there as well. See my back of my head for a few seconds. Ago, <laughs> Sky Arts. Yes, yeah, Sky yeah, Arts. Yeah. I was on last week, was it? Or two weeks ago? That was recent as well. Uh, so that's cool. So a lot of things happening now. I'm really happy to work with different artists as well. So it's, it's amazing. I think what, like talking about like uh, what you've achieved, you've had, it seems like you've had a lot of knocks at the same yeah, time, yeah. but you've kind of come out of it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Where, where you are now, you said you're at the happiest where you've been. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good like approach to even if you get knocked down a few times, yeah. carry on because you can get to look the point. Back exactly. You know, like if you, I mean, <coughs> something else puts you back a bit, but yeah. you can think, well, I've got through that now, mm. and like you know how to kind of come out the other side. Exactly. Yeah, because I've I've just learned to like not get upset about things life life because life happens. Yeah, mistakes happen. It's never smooth sailing. Yeah. Just keep working hard, have that vision of what you want to achieve, work around it. Get a good team behind you, which I'm lucky I've got now as well, and just work hard, man. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the journey. Enjoy it, yeah. enjoy it, and things will come your way. Just keep positive, work hard, prepare things in good times, well, yeah. just in case. Because I've learned that things do happen last minute. Mm. Just prepare yourself for that, and that's it, really. Just keep it simple as well at the same time. Work hard, keep things simple. Get a good team, plan, work at your craft as well. Yeah, have to work at your craft because if. So you get an amazing event, say a few weeks time, but you're nowhere near ready. Yeah. Just practice your craft behind the scenes because people don't. I've seen earlier people don't realize to practice. You put them behind the scenes. Yeah. Practice for hours or whenever you can, and show people get honest feedback because don't have yes men about you around you either. Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like like I've said, the guys we work with, they're honest. Is it that works? That doesn't. Let's try this out. Let's try that out. Yeah. Let's try this technique out, and I know that. I used to be, I used to kind of be like an artist ringer, like micromanage everything. It's like, <laughs> nah, I can't do that anymore. I can't do it anymore. So if I know that someone is better than me at something, for instance, obviously I don't play violin, but I play piano. If I know that violinists have better technique than me about a certain section, they might have an idea. Let's, look, let's try it out this way. Yeah, yeah, sure. Be open to ideas as well, because... Mm. That's, all, that's the creative process, yeah, isn't exactly, it? Like, yeah, be that way. Yeah, like, be confident in the thing that you know will work but at the same time be open to ideas because yeah. you never know when a, bit, a spark might come through yeah. I never thought about that way let's try it that way and also when I compose the stuff as well actually accidents are sometimes the best outcomes as well there's been times where I mix a track I've actually I forgot, I forgot to delete a track but that little part has been like left in I thought, yeah, I love that, that actually worked perfectly uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that leave it up to BGT to actually try to do that with like, I had to rearrange it off the last minute, but um I remember when I did the part of the medley with do had a had a Bob Deep sample in there. Oh nice. Um and it worked that was like, a that was a mistake track. Do you sample so do you use that samples all the time then in your Yeah, music? like we hip hop like, we we used to have a scratch DJ as well as that sample like the oh, right. when when by first performance actually through somewhere to um 
we had a scratch DJ, uh, six weeks of being together, the couple of tracks, and people were like, how long have you been together? How long have you been together? Like, six weeks. Oh, really? Whoa, was that it? Is that <laughs> it? It's like, yeah. Sounds like years. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, that's what I think. Like, I've been together for years. Like, yeah, it's only six weeks. But it's got to work hard, be honest with people as well at the same time. If things don't work, don't overload yourself with work as well at the same time. But yeah. the other thing I realise is, because things, for someone like me, I realise that things either go quietly or just manic. Mm. And you got to just be honest with yourself and the people you work with. Don't, be, don't say yes to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Pinpoint things that you know will yeah that's how you produce quality you produce quality exactly yeah. yeah and if you know that a company for instance has money and don't want to pay you for your time oh but it's great experience so it's great exposure yeah you must get that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're at a level now where we, <laughs> we, had, we had that level now where we know we're worth money, yeah, money yeah, yeah. and we've done enough exactly like, yeah, more yeah, than that yeah. Yeah. Even, if, even if you pay a travel that's fine but yeah if like recently we had a, um, a company approach us and like yeah it's like a film co- company um, saying so, you know, we've got Leonardo DiCaprio in the audience and Kate Wills <laughs> okay, what's the budget then oh nothing alright buy them that's yeah. ridiculous I said I don't really care who's going to be in the audience we, you're, we want an hour performance from us guys like an hour performance it's time man exactly it's time we'll perform we'll come out of your pocket yeah exactly we're actually losing money to come down yeah, to exactly, for you yeah. guys we love to perform we love doing it but at least make it worth our while because that's one thing that people don't realise is and that annoys a lot of us musicians as well is that these companies think it's just the last thing to get like everyone else could get paid but the musicians just fit like a yeah. filler like yeah, a filler, like a filler. filler type thing yeah. the bartender will get paid the chefs will get paid blah, blah, blah. but musicians nah you're not worth our time or yeah. money yeah, it's just, wrong, just yeah. perform for an hour it's very wrong yeah. Yeah. and yeah. that's why I've sent a lot of things like come and perform for us okay cool what's the budget nothing right bye yeah. so at least travel then can't do travel either. Well, so, it's good that you're in a position where you can... Yeah. You can yeah. I mean, at the start, you just probably... Yeah, you have to no, do it for free. You have yeah. to do it at the start. But when yeah. you're, when, yeah. you know, when you're top five in the UK yeah. and you've, you've won awards, you, you need to start... Exactly. You need to start getting money. The only, reason, the only things we would accept, think, if, like, if it was like BGT or a company that would that would be beneficial for like BBC or TED or whatever it might be yeah. again, like, so do this for us. It gives you exposure. Yeah. So which is, which is, you need that, so you yeah. take those on. Because I remember... With the BBC thing, obviously we got paid. It wasn't much, wasn't much, but they they provided us with everything we need, like filming the artists, yeah, the venue, exactly. everything. I thought we kind of asked for more than that. But the smaller venues don't. Not all the time really now. Yeah, like if, it's good to do something like you said, like building up yeah. and do these things like I Love Love, which was one of the big things they did as well, and other bits. But you need to know your self worth as well. Yeah, when you're in, the, it's good that you're in the position to yeah to know, you know. You've got your own identity now. Yeah, you exactly. You kind of dictate what you want, to, what direction you want to go. Yeah, down. I know exactly where I want to go now. This is clearly I've been for a while now. Like education, recordings, this and that, package deals, and the rest of it. And I want to run it as a business now as well, which is what I'm trying to do now as well at the same time. So it's, my vision's clear now. I know what exactly what I want to achieve. And I work with a fantastic business partner called Kevin Grist as well, who runs Spark Echo, which works with like really unique sound and art projects. So we're doing this together now and. Things, yeah, thank you. So things are going really, really well now. It's just something get delayed, obviously, for certain reasons, yeah. but... Always going to be the way, though, Exactly. But I realised as well that I've always been sort of stubborn in terms of not relaxing. Like, if I've got a day off or something, I, I've got to do something. 
And I think the reason why I got ill was because I overworked myself. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, there is that, but I think your work ethic's got you to exactly, where yeah. you are now, so I wasn't, yeah. uh, that's definitely not a bad thing. How many, yeah. how, many, like, work, how many hours do you put in then? Like, it depends on what you're doing. Like, with the BGT thing, that's the hard thing I've ever had to work on. Um, and the TED Talk, that was hard. Think, certain things just flow nicely. I was, with the big, one extra thing we did, I did five tracks in five days after work as well in gym. So that was like, I just, I don't know how I did it, literally, hour two, did it uh, flow so nicely, but at the end of the week I was done after work. Does it feel like work to you though? No, that's the thing, I yeah. kind of love what I do. Yeah. Some of the things like, with me, I work better under pressure. Right. Say I got like a, a week to produce something, I'll produce for you. But I think like I've like a, like a year to produce a lot. Of do you think you create better that way? Like, I do, yeah. When you when you know you're obviously under like a time yeah. constraint, yeah. You use your initiative a bit more, and like yeah. exactly. you create a bit better that way. Yeah, because thing if I still like I say like I've got a year to work on something, mm. I won't work on it. I do like little bits here and there, like okay, whatever. Yeah. And I leave it and I leave it until the last minute. Like okay, then I start doing better work. Yeah. Like the BBC one extra thing, they gave us two weeks notice. The following week, they gave us a set list. They called within a week of our performance. Did it all, went on the way to work, came home at about six o'clock at night, went to the gym, came back, did my plans for work, a couple of hours of the track, did that every day for five days, and then I was done. But you've got to go out, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say now. But it's like, that's like a, what, a 20, like 16 hour day? Yeah, right? easily, easy, yeah, 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 easy. Yeah, because with the BDT thing, I used to go about six in the morning, finish out at 11, 12 at night. Yeah. It's just kind of working to at the same time, like tutoring to this and that. So literally, in and out, meetings, paperwork, organising, yeah. planning, calling, emails, texting, composing, scoring out. and yeah. So people don't see that, like you said. Yeah, people don't yeah. see that. They see you on BGT and they just think, oh, this guy's sick. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've been putting 18 hours a day. Easy, like, yeah. yeah. Like, as much as a natural talent, like, yeah. it's still, yeah, it's, natural that's talent. not enough, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> enough. Yeah, man. It's nice to have, obviously, yeah. but like, to get to a level. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I get annoyed with people. You can't work harder, man. You got to work harder. Like, do you fucking yeah, do don't worry. You don't need to worry about this. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, um, it's great to have you on, man. Thank you so much um, for having me. Honestly, thank you. Like this, like this, the, like the stuff that you've achieved in those six years. Yeah. Like, it's, there's just too much to cover. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just incredible, <laughs> man. Like the amount you've achieved. Um, but I think there's a, people can learn a lot from, yeah. like, your, like we said, your work ethic. Yeah, thank just you. Just like your attitude. We'd love um, to get yeah. back on the show. Thank as well. you. Yeah, yeah. When you've got your. Your label up and running, yeah. <laughs> you know, those different areas. And you've got an album out as well. Yeah. Um, I do sing in the shower, so. He's <laughs> got a mic in his room. Shower, so. yeah. But yeah, great to have you on, man. So good luck with everything. Thank you. Guys, go check out the Hip Hop Orchestra on Instagram at the Hip Hop Orchestra. And also check out the TED Talk and some of their performances on YouTube. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We want to bring you closer to more amazing people like Giorgio. So help us spread the word by sharing with friends and following us on Instagram at The Curious Cousins. We'd also love for you guys to give us a rating on iTunes and we appreciate the support. Cheers. Cheers.